My name is Doug. I've already fucked up the intro. Uh, this is Nerd Vomit. I'm Doug. I'm a nerd. This is my vomit. That's how the show usually starts, usually without me sticking my foot in my mouth within four words. I am joined by my associate from the day job, my friend Troy. Say hi, Troy. Hi. That's good. Uh, on the first attempt at recording this, he decided to go, hi. And uh, so it happened anyway. I'm a noob, so, you know. Yep, just, you know, talk at your regular volume. Should be fine. We are recording uh, off-site out of the Nerd Cave, so there is music in the background, and I will try to minimize that as much as I can, but otherwise enjoy the episode, as we don't have much of a vomitorium, because Troy insisted that we just kind of shoot from the hip. Now, without a vomitorium to go off of, there's not really uh, hip or hoop or anything to shoot off of, so we began talking about Bendy the Ink Machine, which is a video game I just recently beat in about one day as it's only five chapters. I'm going to bore Troy with the details again. It was a Microsoft Steam exclusive that moved on to Xbox. GameStop decided uh, that it wanted to put it out exclusively for PlayStation 4. Talked to the devs. It worked. Uh, I bought it. It was awesome. Uh, It is terrifying. It is done in the Rubber House or 1930s animation style. The whole game is in basically sepia and black ink, and it uh, pertains to an animator running through an animation studio while being chased by demons. Uh, while I don't normally play horror survival games, nor first-person uh, perspective games, this was a treat, a terrifying treat, and as I said on our first attempt, and then we'll actually reference this episode itself, uh, hey, you want a game to uh, make your kids scared of cartoons? This is the game. But no, I, I found it, like, I went back, um, because there's a part where, like, you can choose the path of the demon and the path of the angel. Turns out, because it's an indie game and they only have, like, four people working on it, Yeah. if you choose the demon, you go run a bunch of errands for this um, deformed, like, ink creation called Alice Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, I'm going to go back and do the angel one. Um, I lied. I did the angel one first. Uh, But I went back earlier today and did the demon one, and, you know, they don't have the manpower or time to, you know, put into, like, new tasks. So I basically just went down a different hallway and did the same shit. That's pretty much the only complaint I have about that game. Yeah. That and its shortness. Yeah. um, They did have, like, a chapter question mark, which was basically, like, them archiving, like, character models. And there is, like, a hidden trophy in there. Uh, PlayStation uh, trophy Um, but other than that I mean I enjoyed it it was quick like I said if I wouldn't have on my last day off stopped to watch like Maniac and eat food um, at the same time I probably would have beat it in one day Yeah, hands down Um, there's stuff I'm not going to get on it um, because you really can't change the difficulty setting Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's like you can't unlock the Tommy gun unless you don't die running all the errands for Alice Angel, and I was just like, eh, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't care enough. To that point, um, the, ch- uh, the challenging aspect of it, was that um, the reason why you enjoyed it so much, because it wasn't that challenging, or...? I thought it was, I thought it was challenging in that it's, they have a lot of different um, game mechanics. You switch from puzzler to... Yeah. Uh, a battle royale at one point. Uh-huh. There's stealth, 
which um, to collect the pipe pieces if you've played the game in chapter 5 stealth does not fucking work like I'm not gonna get that trophy there's like these four characters called the butcher gang running around and you have no weapons so I basically just like ran past them took the hit and then auto healed as I was running away from them yeah and I figured out that um, if I got the like item I was supposed to be looking for three times um, if I got it and I died I'd respawn next to what I the machine I had to put it in, uh-huh. holding it. Yeah. So I just purposely like committed like fucking suicide three times to get it. I was like, fuck stealth. <laughs> like there's no way I'm getting the I think it's called like valued employee trophy. Um, replay value I thought was pretty high. Yeah. Um, in terms of I like that once you beat it you can decide what chapter to go to. So yeah. if I wanted to do a certain trophy I don't get to play the whole game all the way through, which was great for that one where I just needed to go down a different hallway for the same fucking mission. Yeah. Um, but having never, like, not really playing survival horror since, shit, probably the first Silent Hill, the first Resident Evil, no, third Resident Evil, that was Nemesis. Mm-hmm. That was the only one I've really played. Um, you know, that game's bullshit. Uh, if you don't get the shotgun, you're basically fucked. Yeah. Just keep starting over and over until you get a shotgun to take out the aforementioned nemesis um, who I think was in the second movie not that we talk about those movies because they were awful uh, e- even just looking at Mila Jovanovich did not save those movies um, do you play video games? I do not at all? Uh, at all anything and, uh, on mobile? you don't do anything on your phone? on my Angry phone Birds? yeah I mess around with the phone but as far as having a console like at a home, console not at all um, my love-hate relationship with video games go, uh, goes Is it the money to, or the time suck? It's, <laughs> uh, it's actually my eyes. Really? Vision-wise, yes. I cannot stare at a video game playing for long periods. I get serious fatigue. I am not jealous. Yeah. Serious fatigue and my eyes get runny and they burn like someone wrote pepper in them. No, that's when I like just pause the game and go smoke a cigarette. Yeah. And, and then come back and keep playing Devil May Cry 5, which now I'm on 4. I'm working backwards. And then I get serious headaches, so I... It sounds I like you have the really same thing. I, I watch with uh, 3D movies. Yeah. I get headaches. I cannot put it... And I think it's because on. of my nearsightedness. Yeah. I know you're for the audience. Yeah. He's wearing glasses. I don't know yeah. what is wrong with your eyes, but 3D does not... like It, it works, but it gives me a headache so bad. Farsightedness. On your first side. Yeah, all right. That's, that's, uh, we had a kid, it'd be like 2020 then. Yeah, yeah. But, but we'd have to adopt, so that theory's out the window. But my kids are fine. I mean, uh, obviously, they didn't get the bad genes with, uh, with the eye thing, but as far as um, glasses, none of my kids wear glasses, so they're good. And yet. Yet, thankfully. But I've been wearing glasses since I was 12. Well, I've so. got glasses? No. Okay. She's perfect. They got a chance. Well, okay, now you're just being biased. Yeah, pretty eyes too, but, you know. Okay. Um, no, it was when my parents, uh, my dad is far-sighted, my mom is nearsighted, and they uh, they went, no matter what, this kid's going to have glasses, and yep, by fifth grade. Yeah. Um, trying to think, let's see. You ask me a lot of questions about what I watch, and I... Yep. We'll, we'll get into and you some... Have we'll get into, yes, I do. And we'll get into some of the vomitorium just for shits and giggles for the sake of time, and because... I gotta start burning off the Denver Comic Con and NDK audio from last year, so look forward to that. Uh, BA Baconeers, uh, 
nerd vomit fans. I don't think you guys have names yet. Guys, girls, uh, hyper-intelligent cats, dogs, sentient gas clouds, and or Martians, whoever listens to the show. Yes, that's a catchphrase. Oh, you're going to love the catchphrase at the end of the show, by the way. <laughs> um, looking forward. So Netflix released the second half of the fifth season of Arrested Development. This show needs to die, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. That it was nice, it coming back to form. The fourth season was really hard to watch. They did it based on... Do you watch Arrested Development? Yes. Yes. Did you watch the fourth season? No. Okay. Should so I? They, Yes, for story, but uh-huh. it's hard to watch. Okay. Because what they basically did, and I'll explain why they did it in a second, was each episode was character-based. So they had like two episodes that followed around Lucille, two episodes that followed around Buster, two episodes that followed around Michael and George Michael, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So when you watch it, it's not necessarily um, chronological. Like that you'll means- see like Michael Sarah, but then you see someone doing something in the background that's and when you point. get to their character, yeah. you see Michael Sarah in the background, which is a neat idea on paper. Yeah. It is fucking hard to watch. It's like someone doused like Pulp Fiction, like the timeline from Pulp Fiction in like Absinthe and like hallucinogens and went, now we're making a sitcom. Like it is really hard to follow. Um, they did that because obviously some of the people from Rest of Development literally almost like more than 10 years ago have great careers now and it's hard to fit them you yeah. know, in schedule wise yeah. like Jason Bateman and Jeffrey Tambor who's doing like transparency mm-hmm. and stuff like that so they did that so they could film all the stuff with Portia de Rossi and oh shit I'm already forgetting Lucille's actress's name Jessica Walter stuff like that and then they could come back and do Michael Sarah and Jason Bateman and Jeffrey Tambor whoever else Yeah. so I mean I see the logic in doing it, but it was really hard to watch. Um, the fifth season is back in chronological order, um, and I don't know once again why Netflix decided to chop it in half, like the fifth season of Breaking Bad. Um, and it sounds like Amy Mann is serenading us from the heavens in the background, so I apologize. Um, at least it's not Vince Gill, I guess. Um, <laughs> It just sounds like one of the Dixie Chicks is dying a slow death with a cat caught in her throat uh, on the speakers, which I'm assuming I'm insulting someone by saying that loudly. You are. I probably am. Why? Do you like cats, the Dixie Chicks, or just terrible music in general? Uh, You're like, well, I like cats. Cats? Stuck in if I had women to pick, singing bad songs. Yeah, if I had to pick uh, between the three, I'd go with cats. The three? Oh, yeah. the three. Oh, I, was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, cat, dog, or what, nothing? <laughs> Goldfish? pointless ass pets and yeah um, they are I was thinking about this my friend well friend I knew him from a job he uh likes animals he says but he doesn't have any cats he doesn't have any mammals no he's got mammals but it's like sugar gliders mm-hmm. and he's got like frogs and shit and I'm like why would you get expensive exotic animals that show no fucking affection at all. Like, you don't hear any, but anyone talking about petting a frog unless it's one of those weird, like, Brazilian ones that get you fucked up and high. Yeah. Like, on The Simpsons, where you're like, I'm not not licking toads. I don't know why I said that with, like, a G, G Swagger gang sign I threw up. Thank God you can't <laughs> see that, folks. Um, what was I on? Oh, yeah, Source of Development. This show needs to fucking die. And I don't mean that in a vindictive, malicious way. I think it's just run its course... I think that having a break between the first half and the second half just kind of ruined its momentum. 
and it comes back like every two years based on other people's schedules and it's just like and this season was a lot of the same it was like Buster's going to jail oh they have the banner it's like nine people's names are crossed out oh you got Ron Howard making a cameo again like it, it's just the same old thing and I think that they went back to the well and went okay we're gonna kind of go back to form on this but back to form is doing the same thing for four out of five seasons really um, at this point, I don't care what happened to Liza Minnelli. I don't care what happened to Lucille, too. Um, oh, yeah, they find her in the wall. Who gives a shit? I don't care who killed her. I don't care if she accidentally fell in the cement. I, I'm done. Um, if they come out with sixth season, sixth season, will I watch it? Of course. I'm still watching The Walking Dead, for God's sake. And at this point, I'm just watching it because I've been watching it for nine fucking years. And why wouldn't I watch it? I've wasted that much time on it. That show they really need to kill off. The Walking Dead. I just read they might be doing a spinoff of Negan. Another spinoff? Oh yeah, they did have Fear the Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. I forget about that because it's fucking shit. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's fucking awful. The only redeeming quality is now they have um, Lenny James on it, the guy who plays... Fuck. Um, it's the black dude with the, uh, the Taekwondo staff. Um the fuck is I don't his watch name Dead, okay so I have no he, idea yeah he was heavily featured in like the savior war and god it's gonna drive me nuts and I can't think of his name but it's Lenny James as the actor and he's in Fear the Walking Dead now and Fear the Walking Dead was just annoying yeah it's trash it, it didn't it didn't grab me it didn't have the hook that Walking Dead did yeah um, and I read the Walking Dead comics and it hooked me you know right away when I got into them I think the name was pretty bad too I mean well, and the fact that, like, they're like, hey, like, it's it's something you hadn't, I mean, you've seen it in zombie movies, but you hadn't seen it to that extent because they were a serialized, like, multi-season show, mm-hmm. that they're like, the zombies aren't the scary part. It's the living people. Yes. And two, the fact that, like, they, Rick at one point refers to everyone as the walking dead because when they die, regardless of situation or regardless of circumstance, they will come back. Uh, unless they die from like head trauma yeah I would assume like if their brains destroyed they wouldn't come back I mean they could have borrowed a page from uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad That that's a great spinoff I mean when you're talking about yeah it did take what was the last season was it season 3 or 4 season three. 3 it took season 3 to finally get him to be Saul Goodman yes, yes. which I thought was like I could appreciate the slow burn on that but like I wanted it so much faster. I I, I appreciate it. I, I, the the lava roll of the the whole first season one and season two, and it slowly trickled mm-hmm. and trickled and got into the different characters. And um, season one and two was a lot more funny than. Uh, well, Bob Odenkirk's background is anywhere, in like yes. comedy. I yes. mean, he started with not started with, but I mean, came up in with Mister Show with Bob and David. Excuse yes. me. Um, on HBO, which it was him and David Cross and Brian Posehn and Scott Ackerman, um, Marilyn Rice Cub, who uh, background in comedy ended up on Twenty Four. But, but like, season fuck? season three was they're getting into the meat and potatoes of the whole. It was though, huge. So. It was huge emotional character arcs with yes. um, fuck the the like the blonde lawyer guy. Yep. Um, falling apart and Jimmy kind of rising up and dealing with Chuck's death. Mm-hmm. And um, and as much as I miss Michael McKings, I love him. Once again, background in comedy. Yes. Fucker came up in Spinal Tap for fuck's yes. sake. 
Um, and then Christopher Guest movies. Yeah, season three was... God, I, I'm not going to rewatch it because I have a ton of stuff to watch. Um, but I liked Better Call Saul, and I think it was a good way to do a prequel. I talked about this on our um, writing show, which is on hiatus. Um, I don't remember the name of the episode, but I do talk about how to write prequels, good versus bad, and I yeah. think it was season three of of um, Better Call Saul was coming out around the same time I saw Solo, and I was like, well, one way is how to write a prequel good, and the other one's how to write a prequel bad. Um, Solo you, was bad. Do you think we'll ever see Jesse or Walter's family yes. at any point? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Because eventually AMC's going to back a truck of money up to one of their houses and go... Come back. Come back. Mm. Shoot a scene. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, the fact that, like, what's what's his name? Aaron Aaron Paul? No, yes. Paul. Is it Aaron Paul or Paul Aaron? Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still think that might be the name of the guy who's on the Highlander show, but I could be. That's Adrian Paul. Never mind. I corrected myself uh, as I'm a walking IMDb. Yes, uh, Aaron Paul. He loves Black Mirror so much that he had a surprise cameo at the end of. The first episode of the last season, which was the USS uh, McAllister, uh-huh. and it's one of those like I know for a fact like he's been he's done voice work, yeah, not BoJack. I mean he's on BoJack Horseman. Um, now I think it is Vince Gill uh, haunting uh, the podcast. Um, maybe we'll trap his soul and he'll go away. Um, I don't know why I have such a hard on for, like killing Vince Gill. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you just don't like the guy. No, I don't. He's been touring with the Eagles, and to me, that's like saying, like, you're best friends with, I don't know, like, a demon. Um, I would I would rather hang out with a demon than listen to the Eagles, I'll say that much. But, I mean, that's like saying, like, yeah, like, no, like, I'm totally friends with this cool cat named Hitler. Um, that's what touring with the Eagles sounds like to me, uh-huh. is like your BFFs with Adolf Hitler. You're hitting the Eagles fans really hard saying that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Eagles suck. Sorry, folks. Um, Joe Walsh, kick-ass motherfucker. Dude's like 75, still rocks out in leather pants. Love it. Love Joe Walsh. Rest of the Eagles, they can go fuck themselves and die. I like him on Twitter, too. They can just Joe dick, Walsh. just rip just rip their dicks off, shove them up their asses, die of blood loss, uh, like the cop in the first thing in Preacher, first book in Preacher. Just go fuck themselves to death. Um... That took a very dark, weird turn. Yes. So, so rest of development. No, I'm kidding. Um, what were we on? Breaking Bad. That's right. Um, uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Spinoff, prequel, sequel. Yeah. Uh, Going to have a Breaking Bad uh, reference to next week's episode, possibly. Um, and one thing I wanted to ask you, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm a huge, huge fan of, um, oh my God, Brain Fart. Who's in it? I like playing this game. What's um, it about? What do they look like? That doesn't count. Never mind. Move on. Okay. It'll come back to you. It'll come back. Um, well, we'll skip the video game talk because I want to keep that for next week anyway. Um, ah, speaking of shows, so I've been watching, uh, based on this recommendation from this girl I used to date and used to used to date, it's, I, yeah, we still date and we still not used to date too. Play or, player. I'm, yeah, I'm totally uh, slaughtering a um, Mitch Hedberg joke on that one. Um, but anyway, um, I started watching Maniac on Netflix, which is... Oh, I've I, seen that. Okay, this has been, like, 
an awards and critical darling that I've, I had never heard of until like months ago. Um, and it's got names, like capital N names. It's got Jonah Hill, Emma Stone, who was an awards darling for this one and well deserved, I might say, as I talk about it more. Um, Gabriel Byrne, Sally Fields, Justin Thoreau. I mean, those are, those are I mean, Sally Field alone. You had me, Sally Field. Yeah. Um, and she is fantastic in it. Um, it's nice to see that, you know, she can uh, salvage her career from the Amazing Spider-Man movies as uh, Aunt May is slowly Benjamin, Benjamin Buttoning. Think about it. She's getting younger. <laughs> right? That's the point. Because first it was like Rosemary Harris, and yes. then it was Sally Field, and now it's Marissa Tomei, yes. who talk about aging well. I mean, she looked good in The Wrestler, and that was like, I don't even know how many years ago. Was that a shot at uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies? Was that a yeah, they were yeah? fucking awful. Oh, um, wow. The first, the first one wasn't that bad. The first I one like, was good. I liked the first one. The first one was good. I the wish, second one was I wish... Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, the second one uh, was just trash. He falls into the vat of engineered electric eels or whatever that was. I mean, they're mirror tr- transformers. It was... Yeah, no, it was very Michael Bay. And yeah. It, it, it had, I think it had, like, too much going on, and it was oversaturated. It just... And I think Andrew Garfield wasn't... He wasn't a bad Spider-Man. They were getting closer and closer to Spider-Man. In my opinion. A Peter Parker Spider-Man. Spider-Man, like yeah. he's Jewish. Um, I'm, you know, Iris Spider-Man. Anyway. Um, of course, Tom Holland fucking nails it. So, um, be interested to see how he comes back. Because they're not talking about that on Far From Home, I'll tell you that much. We love New York City as a movie set, though. I think they, they pretty much nailed it. Oh, you it. mean Toronto? And yeah, right, yeah. I read that somewhere. It's all fucking and Toronto, A lot of it was man. shot in Toronto. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, there's, Spider-Man. There's a, there's a joke in um, Scott Pilgrim vs. Yeah. the World where it's, in Toronto, it's set in Toronto, Canada. And they're filming a movie there, and Scott Pilgrim... Weirdly played by Michael Cera. Let's go back to that. Um, goes, oh, they make movies in Canada? Like, they make movies in Toronto? And I'm like, oh, my God. They I make them. all the fucking movies in Toronto. It's Toronto, Baltimore, um, L.A., obviously, because they have all the Why do you sets. think? Tax, uh, Pinewood tax in savings. London. Oh, yeah, tax incentives. Uh, with Baltimore, yes. Yeah. Um, Chicago's got them, because that's where uh, um, Nolan's Batmans were. Except for, obviously, the scenes in China, which were shot in China. Mm-hmm. No real substitute on that one. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. You like Toronto, the New York of Canada. Yes. In terms of film, not in terms of direct sister city jokes. Um, but oh, so Maniac, uh, ton of people in it. And um, when this girl had watched it, she just got her wisdom teeth pulled. She was all fucked up on pills. Uh, not in a bad way. Um, but she watched it, and it is very fucking trippy. Oh, it's directed by the guy who did the first season of True Detective. Uh, if that puts it visually in your mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of my favorite so, uh, seasons it is, of True Detective. It's a, it's a fucking trip. The new season is pretty good, too, I must say, but go ahead. The, I heard, yeah, I heard the third season good. with Ali. Ali, Mashallah Ali. Yeah, it sounds like you're just resetting the Quran to me, but yes. Yes. Don't don't angry tweet me for that one. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, basically the premise is Jonah Hill plays this kind of loser son of an affluent family, and he suffers from schizophrenia. 
Um, Jonah Hill looks like that in real life. Jonah Hill lost so much fucking weight, <laughs> and it's like good on you, mate. But he wears. There's an episode where he wears a tuxedo the entire time, uh, which I'll explain later. But and he's got like a little bit of a turkey neck, and it's very distracting because I just kind of want to flick it like a little neck clit. It's fucking so distracting. But anyway. Um, Netflix. I'm surprised you didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say that was. Yeah, I was waiting I'll, for you to I'll say something. I'll keep that one. I'll um, keep that one close to my chest. Neck clit. Neck. Yes. Um, <laughs> so he. Uh, that was the laugh I wanted. <clears throat> so he's this like affluent, whatever loser from rich family, schizophrenia, and Emma. Um, why am I blanking on Emma Stone's name? There we go. Emma Stone is this woman who. Um, is still trying to get over the death of her sister when they were both in a car wreck. And, and I mean, it's like, it's when you see the car wreck, it's fucking brutal. Not like super gory brutal, but just like emotional shock brutal. Like, it, oh, dude, it's, and you see it like the second episode, and you're just like, holy shit. Um, so they end up meeting when they uh, go into this drug trial um, for this these three pills that are supposed to simulate... Um, successfully um, going to therapy. So it's like A, B, uh, A, B, C, and like A is, I can't remember what A stood for, B is like blind spots, blind, blind spots, and then C is like confrontation, you're supposed to come out like confronting all your weird shit in your head and come out normal, so to speak. Um, but throughout the course, there's a death on one of the like science teams, and this new doctor is brought in, and he finds out that like their computer is now like depressed because the original doctor died. And she, when the computer cries, yeah, you heard me. When the computer cries, it causes like their wires to literally get like literal wires to get crossed when they're being like um, supervised or mm-hmm. whatever in the drug trials. So they start like slipping into like each other's like subconsciouses, and it gets fucking trippy because like one of them is like they're like in the eighties, and I'm talking like. Perms, mullets, Jordash jeans, fucking 80s. Um, I'm talking, there's an episode where it's all like 19, back, once again, back to the 1930s, a lot of circular stuff on this episode. Uh, like 1930s, like kind of almost film noir thief story. Um, there's one right now where uh, Jonah Hill plays like this like gangsta. Like he's like a total chulo gangsta, like neck tattoos chulo and the two like berets like coming yeah. down from yeah. the sides of his. Like, Knuckle tattoos, the whole fucking thing. Uh, and then he is watching this, like, kind of, like, B-movie, fantasy movie, like, like Crawl or Beastmaster or something. Yeah. But Emma Stone is the main character as, like, an elf ranger. Like, it is a fucking mindfuck. And I'm watching it, one, because it's good. Two, because the girl, um, and if you listen to Damn, I'm talking about Piercing Girl. Uh-huh. Um, Piercing Girl asked me to watch it and then explain it to her. I cannot imagine watching this movie on drugs. I can't. And it's and by the way, it's a dark comedy. I mean, it's got some, you know, like psychological aspects to it, yeah. but ultimately it's a dark comedy. Uh-huh. And it is the humor is so dark and so awkward, and I laugh so inappropriately at it, like at the worst. You know what I mean? Where it's like the Jonah Hill's at one point talking about how he had like basically they call him a blip. Yeah. Um, but it's like a like a psychotic break, basically, from schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And he starts like screaming at this girl that he's dating, um, that like his parents paid him, paid her to like 
be in love with him and to like marry him and have kids. Like he won't believe that like she actually feels something for him. And his schizophrenia takes over and he's like, it's not real. He ends up hospitalized, all this. And he like says it. And then it just starts like a beat of like awkward silence. And then Emma Stone just goes, yeah, sounds like you had a day. Like, <laughs> so just downplay like what he just said. It was, and she obviously she doesn't know what to say. And it's so funny. So, highly recommend uh, Maniac, Maniac on Netflix. It's based on a, I believe, Norwegian show that's, it's very loosely based. The Norwegian version, from what I understand, is a guy who every day wakes up, like, and like, has a great life, and he's like, it's like, he's always like in the middle of like a almost great Gatsby type party every day, and he lives like carefree, and he has no worries, and you find out he's in an insane asylum, like, or a psychiatric hospital. So it's extremely loosely based on that. Um, gotcha. I, I'm not going to check out it's not like The Killing where I wanted to check out the source material because The Killing the original Swedish version is fucking dark like dark like, I, I ori- like original girl the ta- dragon tattoo show, dark the, the Killing which, The Killing are you talking about the movie or the show the ri- it's well they, the, there's the American one and the, there's an original Swedish one yeah yeah or possibly Norwegian whatever it is yeah but yeah. like that northern European yeah, chunk yeah. that Sweden Norway and yeah Finland. Scandinavia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Viking country. I Viking call it. country. There we go. Iceland Ooh, is the Viking of, country. Sorry if there was a weird edit point. Vomiteers. Yeah, that's your name now. Um, I'll think of something better, like vomit fuckers. Okay, maybe not that one. Um, they can't all be gold, folks. This is Vomitians. just I'm just spitballing. Vomitians. Vomitians. Oh, yeah, we'll figure something. Yeah, we'll figure something. Um, so anyway, uh, I uh, attempted to uh, drink uh, some coffee with my mouth completely open, and that does not work. Never so works. No, I, yeah, I tried to kind of baby bird, mama bird feed myself with uh, coffee, and it did not work. Quite pornographic there, but... You we'll find a mama bird day. feeding a baby bird pornographic? No, you... I'm never watching the Discovery <laughs> Channel with you. My God, man! It's just uh, Eminem like, It's just you in a dark corner jerking off as a Kachita takes down a gazelle. <laughs> and you're like, it's rough sex. <laughs> so well, anyway, back, back to the killing. So, so yeah, are you talking about the Netflix series? Because they have a movie. No. Too. Oh, did they do a movie? Uh, yes. Um, the movie but it was originally it was originally some kind of Scandinavian show, and yeah. that Scandinavian show was like dwarf, yeah. like su- like one thing like like the original girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Dark. Like the original Let the Right One In Dark. dark. I would love to, to watch a Scandinavian version of The Killing because I love the show. It's brutal. Yeah. Like literally, like I was watching it like passively at a friend's house. And I just looked up and I was like, oh wow, he is killing her while raping her. Like I was like, what the fuck are you watching? Like what snuff movie did you find on the dark web? And he was like, oh no, it's the original killing. And I'm like, cool. Um, huh, it was awkward. So, um, not that I have friends that watch snuff films for fun. That would be even weirder. Uh, I don't. We're, we're. I think we're. I think we're good. Uh, this has gone on not long enough. But usually my episodes tend to sit around 15, 20 minutes. And usually it's just me, and I don't want to go like a full hour. Um, but let us know what you thought of, of Troy joining us. Uh, on the show, I might have more guests. I might have Troy back on. Um, obviously, we didn't 
get into about half of the vomitorium, so to give you guys a, a little taste, a little sneak peek of the upcoming episodes, uh, the Black Lightning finale. Uh, isn't it romantic? Oh, i got to talk about that. I'm just going to talk about that. Because that uh, is a unsinkable turd of a movie. I love that it skewers. Do you know the premise of Isn't It Romantic? I do not. Okay, no. Do you know who Rebel Wilson is? Yes. Yes, okay. So it's, it's her, it's um, Adam Devine, and uh, Liam Hemsworth, one of the lesser Hemsworths. Yeah. Um, and uh, some very pretty Indian girl uh, whose name I can't pronounce... And there's someone else in there. Oh, Tom Ellis from Lucifer, mm. who has an English or who has an American accent, and it's fucking weird watching with a, because I'm so used to seeing him as British because he's British yeah. and charming he's, and charismatic uh, and handsome. British guys are really good at hiding their accent. I mean, Charlie Ooh. Hunnam, I think, is the worst Dude, though. No, oh, Charlie Hunnam, yeah, yeah, he's pretty uh, bad at hiding his. There's a few because I, I hear him slip, and then on the Umbrella Academy, yeah, Robert um, Chenin, uh, who I've I've seen on like stuff from BBC, so I know his accent because he's Irish. I know his accent really well, and watching him on Umbrella Academy, where he's got his Amer- quote-unquote American accent, yeah. I can hear it slip every once in a while. Yeah. Which I like, because I like his accent, and I think he's funny. Um, but isn't it romantic? Basically, Rebel Wilson hates romantic comedies, because her mom, played by Jennifer Saunders, who's awesome, um, like breaks basically breaks her spirit while she, they were watching uh, Pretty Woman when she was a kid, she's like, that's not real, it's all a fantasy, love doesn't exist, like, you're a chubby girl, no one's ever going to love you. Great, thanks movie mom um, so she grows up like hating romantic comedies because they're completely unrealistic which I do agree with um, and she like, gets mugged and she like hits her head and she wakes up in a romantic comedy specifically PG-13 because every time she tries to curse something beeps her out which is really funny uh, but other than that like it's like it was supposed to be like it's it's not it's not as sly and tongue in cheek as I thought it'd be like it starts playing out as an actual romantic comedy and it's super fucking annoying. Um, like I know, like they make a joke about like having like dress monta- like dressing montages, fashion montages, or breaking into song for no reason, um, which they do twice. Um, it's just fucking annoying. It turns into a romantic comedy, and it's annoying. Um, I don't think I laughed once during it. I might have laughed once. Uh, I'm just, and by the way, and I know my feminism is showing here, but I'm getting really sick Show your stuff, of um, my manginas coming out, folks. My downstairs mix-up. Um, I'm, I'm sick of these, like, women hitting themselves on the head or getting hit on the head, and that's how they think that they're beautiful or can find love movies. Like that, and then there was the Amy Schumer one. Yeah, I'm tired of where, that. Yeah, well, one, I'm tired of Amy Schumer yes. to begin with. A lot like, of people I, are, too. Because I just don't, I'm just, not a huge... Whenever they I don't like her as a main character. I like her in the background and stuff, if she's like a side character. Yeah. Um, but like, I didn't like her show at all. Yeah. Inside Amy Schumer, I didn't like her. Yeah. Some of her stand-up, I like, some of it I don't. I don't think she's funny. But yeah, I, I don't... Like, I like that she's like, yeah, I'm a curvy girl, and if I want a dick, I can get one. Like, yeah. I like, like her empowerment. Yeah. But, like, her humor is, it leaves something to be desired. If you really want to see someone funny, her ex-boyfriend, um, Anthony Jesselnick, if you like dark humor, awesome. Fantastic. What's the last name? Jesselnick. Just. He's, he's her ex? Uh-huh. He's her ex? Yeah. I'll just Google Amy Schumer's ex. I'll find it that way. That's probably the, probably the way he gets Googled. Yes. 
Uh, and on that note, folks, uh, this has been Nerd Vomit. I'm Doug Nerd Vomit with Troy. Uh, Thanks for having me. So this has been Nerd Vomit, uh, and I'm out like a boner in sweatpants. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.